0: Hey what's everybody, what's up everybody, Zero for Hire and you're listening to the Zero for Hire podcast and I'm I'm realizing that it's been a while since I've done a podcast in general, I've been doing a lot of posting, I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff in terms of getting closer and achieving my goals and and stuff like that. So I wanted to get you guys caught up, talk about some of what's been going on. Behind the scenes that I've been working on and what's been going on in my life, i just want to pull up my my Substack real quick. So if you are not subscribed to my Substack, it is zero for hire dot substack dot com. You get this podcast, um, you get all of my posts and notes that I make throughout the week, which I am. Trying more and more to condense those things into the sub stack because I feel like that's the best place for to grow this community. My only problem is that I'm not exactly sure and it may because I just don't know how, but I'm not exactly sure how to get a conversation going with my with just my subscribers and then. I feel like I just don't know how to effectively use notes. So when you when you subscribe or when you download the Substack app, you get notes. It's kind of like a Twitter clone, and it's with its own community. Um, and then at first, it, it took me up until last month to realize that you have a personal page, and then you have an Explorer page. And I'm not following a whole lot of people on Substack right now, Because, it's a different kind of weird. Like, you got, you got a lot of, like, political stuff, because it's for journalists, and this is a decent home for that, but, like, some people are just, like, outright deranged, and... That's hard, man. That Like, it's hard to engage with people. It's hard to want to engage with people who have straight-up Trump derangement syndrome or who, like, straight hate them some Jews or they're screaming stuff. Like, they, they're screaming Palestine or they're screaming Israel or just anything. Like, I'm having more and more of a hard time engaging with people like that. I've even had friends... Remove themselves from engaging with me because there were some times during the first couple of years of my podcast where I was just angry about stuff. And in, even in my mind, still, I felt like it was justified because we had been locked in our homes and stuff like that. And I was just like cabin fever. I was going out of my, I was going bonkers. But I wasn't going crazy. Um, and so as a result of. Getting some feedback from friends, not really wanting to be a part of the cause or be around for that era of my life. I decided maybe just being angry uh, is not a good a good look and it's not healthy. So let me try to find some other stuff to ingest. And so if you go back a ways on this podcast, um, you'll see a couple of times where I'm just talking about the podcast that I follow, how I, I feel like they were really grifty how they weren't telling the full story, how they were telling me what I wanted to hear or what they thought I wanted to hear. And I'm trying to not be partisan about this because I don't want to scare off your new the newcomers. I know we got a few new subscribers this week, but I I I really got to be straight about this as well. I don't want to talk to people who are emotional and angry when it comes to politics. Like that's not a good way to approach it. And and all of our pundits, really, on both sides, they're too emotional, and they're too quick to get angry or to jump to ad hominem. I mean, you take like a Bill Maher, right? Bill Maher's a pretty sensible dude. He usually knows something about what's going on, but but the problem with Bill Maher is one, he's the he's the the Hollywood politics guy, meaning in his Hollywood circles, he's the politics guy, and that's not a good place to be, that's kind of like, he's he's a big fish in a small pond, in the arena, in the circle of politics, you know, so when he's talking to somebody on his show, who's another celebrity, and they don't agree with him, then he automatically jumps to, how are you gonna tell me about politics, you're gonna educate me about politics, and it's like, bro, you gotta, first, like, Don't be such a jerk. Get off your high horse. Let people have opinions. Why are you going to invite somebody on your show if you're just going to bite their head off? Like, you can't treat people like that. So, but he's so used to being like, oh, Bill, you're so smart. You're the politics guy. That he can handle no dissent. And when you get to a position in life where you can handle no dissent, you've reached a very bad place in your life. That is not a good place in life to be. If somebody can't, if somebody has... If you have to be around people that agree with you all the time, you're not a healthy person. And it's it's not something that you recognize, really, but it's actively making you more unhealthy as time goes on. So, you know, my father and I vehemently disagree about politics. But I try to talk to him regularly. And the last time we talked... Uh, I wasn't going to get into this, but I guess this is where the podcast is going right now. The last time we talked, we were talking about the Super Bowl. And he was talking about it's too expensive and, you know, was I going to watch it? And I'm not really into sports, so I was like, Nah, I'm not really into it. I'm not going to any parties or anything. I haven't been invited to any Super Bowl parties because we just moved to a new state. We don't have a whole lot of friends and I'm really not into football anyway and it seems like the last decade that i've been paying attention the super bowl halftime show has just gotten more satanic as time goes on you know like literally satanic it's not just like that was over the top it's it's just gotten really bad and then the last couple of years everything was super political you know you had beyoncé doing the black panther fist in the air like i'm just not interested i'm not i don't want to i don't want to sit around and talk about how horrible it is with people And I don't want to be around it, you know, people that sympathize with that kind of stuff, you know, especially being in a mixed race family. Anytime you got people that are like, oh, black power. And it's just like, okay, well, my kids can't participate in that. You know, I have a son who is adopted, who's all white. And then I have two mixed girls and we're trying to keep them out of that frame of mind. We want them to just love each other. And when you start bringing the issue of race, like they aren't they're aware of race, but like they're not. I try to keep them away from racist people. And that's racist. Um, you know, like, because it, it, it's subject to the test of flip that around. You know, if they were on stage doing white power, then people would be disgusted. You know, so black people get away with it because it's like there's this thing where we're like, oh, it's it's fine when when it's because it's good for me or it's good for my side. So I'm fine with it. But, like, black people need to stand up and say, no, we don't really want racist stuff at the Super Bowl or or on TV. And then, of course, they did it again this year. um, The one thing people were talking about was the Black National Anthem. And I don't know anybody who's, like, really into the Black National Anthem for the reasons of, like, if you're not black, you have really no reason to be interested in it. Like, I'm not interested in Cinco de Mayo because I'm not Mexican. I don't care. Like, they do stuff. I don't, I don't, I'm not happy about it. I'm not sad about it. I literally have no emotional draw to Cinco de Mayo or to, I don't even know. Like, that's how little I care. I don't even know about other, like, holidays and, because I don't care. Like, it's just it doesn't involve me. It has no bearing on my life. Unless the bank is closed and it's kind of like I can't get my business done for the day. Like, I really don't care. So... I can understand white people here in the black national anthem being like, uh, I don't know about this because it doesn't involve you. It's, it's actually very divisive. Like it's exclusionary. Like what kind of a person are you if you're like sitting there simping for the black national anthem and you're not even black? That would be weird. Like because I wouldn't do it for you. So I don't expect you to do it for me. And then the other thing is. It's not a national anthem. Like, a lot of people fail, like, I saw this video of um, Charlemagne the God talking about, you know, if you, you can't be happy for black people if you don't like it. And it's, it's like everything he said stands up to the reverse test of, like, if white people in segregationist South during Jim Crow era were saying, well, if you would just let us have our white power rally, then we would have unity. You know, like, you don't get to decide this is the way it is, and we're not consulting you and your feelings, and then we're going to demonize you if you don't like it, because you're getting in the way of unity. Like, people only have unity when they both agree and they can get behind something. So, all that came from the Super Bowl, you know? Like, the Super Bowl was never like that. It was just like, go listen to some music, eat some chips and hot dogs, hang out with my friends at the youth group or whatever, and now it's like, all of this racial stuff, and it's... Um, no thank you. I'll find something else to do. So, anyways, I'm talking to my dad and he's talking about like prices going up for the Super Bowl, and I was like, Yeah, probably because Taylor Swift is gonna be there. And you know, all I know is Taylor Swift is dating a guy who's a football player and she's been going to his games. And I know there's like rumors and stuff, but like I don't care about that stuff. Like, whatever. It's publicity, probably. It's I mean, celebrities do stuff like this. They've been doing stuff like this since I was a little kid. So it's probably, I, I think it's interesting seeing all these young girls in the stands screaming over this football game. Like, I think they had never given thought to being interested in football until Taylor Swift was there. And now they're like, hey, I kind of like this. And I'm like, good for you, NFL. You found a way to tap into a fan base. Because I learned from the club. If you get the women going, you get the girls going, the dudes are going to show up. And so now that's a really, maybe, you know, I just assumed that was a good way of getting people interested in the NFL again. But nope, 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 nope. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. So my dad says... I don't mean to make this political, but these lousy republic. And I said, stop. Let me stop you right there, Dad. Let me stop you right there. You cannot say, I don't mean to make it political. And then the very next thing is these Republicans. Like, you can't do that. We're not going to make it political. Like, we were talking about the Super Bowl. It's fine. I don't... You don't have to... We can change the subject. No, no, no. He has to talk about the Republicans. And, I mean, he went in... These people at the bank were saying some stuff about a conspiracy theory and he heard them and he wanted to jump in and set them straight. And I'm like, I'm glad you didn't because it's none of your business. Like, this is the thing, man. Why you got to get emotional because other people believe in crazy stuff? I got I got friends that believe in that the earth is flat. Like, I thought that was a settled issue, but clearly it's not. I got people that will not take aspirin in my circle probably on this subscriber base will not take aspirin because they don't want to take pills i know people that were like they would get in my face be like oh you should stop eating cheese it's i would be like you first of all stop worrying about what i'm eating if you're in the health that's good for you i'm not mad at you don't tell me what to do stay out of my face with that like and they just like it's, it don't matter if it's politics, it's just, it's like whatever you're into, everybody else has got to be into it and they got to be into it to the degree that you into it or they're a bad person. And like, I just don't get where, I don't understand where this came from now. Like I understand being passionate about stuff. I really do. I understand being passionate about stuff because you really want to share your passion with the world but you can't be calling people dumb and D bags and lousy fools and won't let them talk and all this and intimidating and getting it. To... So I'm talking to my dad and he's going through all that. And I'm like, dad, let's just please stop. Whoa. And just, and he'll say something that's clearly like, as I see it, a fallacy And he goes, all of these Republicans are evil. And I'm saying, you know, dad, that's not really fair to just blanket statement Say all of these people are dumb, you know, like they're, maybe the politicians are, but I don't think that you can just say all people that believe this stuff are dumb. Maybe they're misled. You know, maybe maybe they just don't. And he that wasn't good enough for him. He wants me to demonize him with him. And I'm like, dog, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not fair. You said you didn't want to talk about politics. So stop. Let's just talk about something. else. And he's getting all emotional. And I'm, and I'm talking like how I'm talking right now. And, and, you know, a couple minutes into it, I'm like, you know, you seem upset. Well, you ain't gonna sit here and talk to me like I'm a fool. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to you like a fool. I don't agree with you, but I don't have to. Like, we don't have to do this. Like, we can talk about any other thing. Well, you need to understand because I'm older than you and you need to understand. Like, I really don't. Stop. I'm a grown man with my own thoughts and opinions. I don't have to see the world the way you want it seeing, And I don't have to respond the way you want it. Respond. Like, and I'm not even being disrespectful to you. You, I, we, you. How are we going to have a conversation if we're not having a conversation? Like, I'm talking and you're literally yelling and getting emotional. Why are you emotional? I don't care nothing about no stupid politics. Well, if you don't care about politics, then why are you getting emotional? And it's, these are the people, man. It's not just my dad. It's a lot of people. And it's like, how have y'all lived as long as you lived? And never... Gotten your emotions in the check and and put a switch in your head and say, Okay, I'm gonna have to disengage with this person or at least not respond in a way that's gonna further agitate them because clearly they want to one have the last word, two, they want to be right, and three, they want to be seen telling me that I'm wrong or something, like and it's just not working out. I don't I don't need this. You know, um, And I'm always in the lion's den, right? Because I was in the Christian rap circles. I was in, you know, the big city. Not the big city, but, you know, I was, I was, the city I grew up in is kind of dying dead now. But, you know, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the rap circles, Christian rap circles. Christian rap is all leftists. All of them. All of them are leftists. Like, just throw a rock into, well, probably don't throw a rock, but just randomly pick a person in a Christian rap concert. They're leftists. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. As I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm saying for, for all intents and purposes for this podcast, it's fine. They believe what they want to believe. That ain't. That ain't got nothing to do with their faith. Sometimes, li- likely, most likely. But like, when people start going on about racial stuff and they say, "How can you take this position?" and blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Well, I mean, really." I just don't agree with you. Like, it's fine. Nobody, I don't have to agree with you. Like, how do you get as old as you are and not be able to handle people who don't agree with you? And the way I, this is the way I set it up. It's like, try being in America right now. Try being a conservative for a day when everybody else is not. Everybody else is either default Democrat Full-on socialist leftist, BLM black power, riot goer, or, you know, something in, in between. Like most of the people in the city. Try being a conservative for a day and see how you feel when people don't agree with you. You might learn not to share your opinion in public, especially when it's in an inappropriate time and about certain subjects. So you just learn to blend in a little bit, right? Try being a black conservative. Try being a Christian black conservative. Go to a black church. They're all Democrats. I guarantee it. I guarantee you go randomly go to any black church. They were all Democrats. You can't get a word in conversation, you can't really challenge ideas, you can't talk about it. There is no debate, there's only shouting me down because I'm wrong, because I haven't been on this earth for long enough, because racism or something. It's always the same loud emotional argument and please, I'm not doing the Candace Owens thing, like I'm I'm being I'm trying to be genuine. I'm not trying to like grift like Candace Owens. I'm trying to be genuine about this. The thing that I'm most serious about is my faith in Christ and leading my family in a way that is conducive to them coming to Christ. I want to remove the barriers that keep them away from being able to follow Christ. I want to make sure they're healthy and happy. I want to make sure I'm healthy and happy. I want to have good relationships, which as a father means I have to remove people from our orbit. Frequently. Because they don't want to do right. Okay? Like, they don't want to do right? That's cool. I'm not a libertarian type, like, you do you boo boo kind of thing. But what I am is if you're going to be crazy and loud and emotional and violent and disruptive you can't come around me you can't come around me and my family because then it's not just i'm a little bit annoyed and i'm gonna go away i have to actually get in your face and oppose you on behalf of my children who aren't able to and now i don't like doing that that's uncomfortable for everybody it's probably except for my kids because i'll give you an example My kids were playing with some other kids in the neighborhood. And this little girl took a liking to my son. Well, she tried to kiss my son, but she's literally half his age. He'll be 13 this year. She's seven. So my daughter jumped in between them and said, no, you need to back off. That's not going to happen. And the little girl told her mom that my daughter yelled at her. So I'm like, okay, why, is, why are you yelling at people? Why are you? Come on, come on outside. Let's find out what's going to call my wife out. So we're standing on the front porch talking to these little girl's parents. What's going on? And she said, you know, this is what happened. She explained the situation. Little girl tried to kiss the son. Orange jumped in between. No, you can't do that. And so she went down there to go talk to my daughter. And my daughter just kind of threw her hand up like, I'm over it. I'm not done. I'm not listening to you. And I said, Orin, baby, you can't be disrespectful to adults. I know you I know you guys are having a disagreement and the situation is serious, but you still have to be respectful to adults. You can't be, if you have a problem, you were supposed to come get me, not, you can't just talk to people like that and then go on and not tell me. So after I address that, then I have to turn into parents and I'm like, why is, um, You know, if, why did you guys go down there or why is the little girl doing this or not? Why is the little girl, but you know, she's doing this and it's not okay. You know, my son, first of all, we don't want that romance awakened in them. That's not a thing that we want happening. They don't get to have boyfriend and girlfriend and stuff. So maybe y'all are okay with that, but we're not, we're not okay with that. So my daughter was actually right to jump in between them. She's trying as best as she knows how to protect her sister She's like, yeah, but she does, she doesn't need to be yelling in them. It's like, okay, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing on the yelling and not the situation that she's, if you're trying to protect somebody, like if you're trying to protect somebody, they're playing in the street and the car's coming. You're going to yell, get out of the way. You're going to yank them back. It's not going to be pleasant. You can't meet, she, she's more concerned with, she's yelling. And I, this, this was so perplexing to me. And I let it simmer for a day. And then the next day, We talked to the kids. I got some more information. I've come to find out this is not the first time this has happened. And this is not the first time that she went and talked to our kids. And our kids have tried to do the right thing and tell them what's going on. And, hey, they're hitting me. Or, hey, they're throwing rocks. Or, we're not getting along for whatever reason. And she says, well, she always says, you know, she always takes her kid's side, basically. And so I I go out to to the parents again. And I'm like... Okay, so there's new information that has come to light, uh, you know, between our kids' plan and stuff. And you have dealt with stuff like this before. This is my first time hearing about it. And you have not been pursuing justice. What do you mean by that? Okay, we are teaching our kids to pursue justice, meaning... If they do something wrong, usually, or I mean, if they come to tell me yeah, they a problem, usually first thing I do is ask them what they, what they did to, in you know, what was their contribution to the, to the disagreement or the situation? Because if they need to be corrected, that's what I care about is pursuit of justice. If they're right, then they need what's coming to them. If they're wrong, then they need what's coming to them, but it needs to be just. It's like, but you're more concerned that your kids get their way and that they feel good or whatever. And there's no pursuit of justice on your part. And that's not fair. My children aren't equipped to handle an adult who's not in pursuit of justice. That's not right. And they kind of shut down. They don't want to, they didn't, you know, you could, I could see it in their faces. They were shutting down. I was like, okay, well, since we have clearly, we have two separate types of morality. Your version of morality is not the same as my version of morality. We're going to draw a line. Y'all stay over there. Don't talk to my kids. Don't touch my kids. Keep your kids away from my kids. And we're going to stay over here. And we're not going to have any more interaction with y'all. And I had to verbally say this to these people because after multiple occurrences, they've proven that their main interest is being spoiled and spoiling their kids instead of pursuing justice. And I'm not okay with that. And that's how I have to deal with things as a father. Fo- now, in the hood, we probably would have had people fighting. Who are you going to push your hands on my... I'm not about that. I'm not about that. I'm about logically, calmly, and justly getting to the root of the issue and dealing with the root of the issue because sometimes my kids have to apologize. And I told them, you have never once had your kids apologize to my kids. And that's not fair. You have never apologized to my kids. And that's not fair. And they say, well, that's not true. We did. And I'm saying, well, it's a moot point now. Because we're not interacting with each other anymore. Because <laughs> I have to draw that line. Have to, and this is not the first of that type of situation. But I'm saying, like, that's the role that I have to play as father. Is I'm often gone for work. And I'm dealing with things. And then when I do find out, I have to deal with them. I have to take all the stuff into account. So I can't be looking at race and and politics and all this like I I'm interested in politics I'm interested in the news of the day very much so to the degree that I don't watch TV and because I don't watch TV shows I don't feel like I'm subject to the same programming that a lot of people are subject to and when I say subject to programming like you know you know the types of TV shows a person watches based on how they act for the most part you know, the daytime TV drama, fighting, throwing chairs at each other. Like, that's, it reflects in their personality. The 20-year-old the girls who talk like Cardi B and anime characters at the same time, that reflects in their personality. Um, people who just watch crime dramas all the time. Like, we kind of reflect the things that we absorb. And I'm a very argumentative person. I like to debate. I like to exchange ideas. I can be disagreeable. I can be. When I need to be, I would prefer to be agreeable, but I'm I'm disagreeable and I'm confrontational, and I am I'm okay right with that. I feel like as long as that's tempered with justice and morality, then it's a good thing to be because people know they're not gonna walk all over me and my family. But like, if I'm a, I had a friend, a coworker, I was talking with, and we were getting into some stuff, and I was trying to avoid it because I generally have a rule that I just don't talk politics with people because I don't like emotional people flying off the handle and making a scene and this guy he was just like people keep saying all this stuff and they're blaming inflation on biden that has he has nothing to do with inflation and like i'm like well i'm not gonna comment on that let's change the subject we don't need to talk about politics and that's that's usually how you know like I'm not, I don't agree with you and I'm not going to deal with you on that issue because like for somebody to get emotional and say nothing to do with it. It's like, you know, there are things that I could explain and walk you through, but you ain't, you ain't going to hear me and I'm not going to waste my time. And we don't have to write each other off and you know, like we still get along. We can have, we have plenty other things that we can enjoy while we talk, but this ain't it, you know? Because I have to let, like, I mean, I'm getting to the point to where I feel like I have to let people know where I stand right away. Tell them. Because it's not, it's not comfortable being a black, Christian, conservative. Like, and I think the nuance there, people don't even really understand how, like, I don't always agree with the Republican Party. Like... 50-50, 50-50, maybe a little more than 50-50. I disagree with the Republican Party. I think a lot of those people are corrupt and evil and immoral and do a poor job. But that's not worth me getting emotional about. Um and I and I had to learn that the hard way because I was getting emotional about it. And now I now I deal with other people and I see how they're emotional. I'm just like Yo, we all got to learn, you know, and my issue was is like on the podcast. I feel like it's a safe place for me to kind of vent. And some people were kind of enjoying that, but others very, very much weren't. So I don't listen to like a Mark Levin. Mark Levin just screams the entire, Ah, kind of, and yeah, and they're doing this stuff. And like that, that's his whole shtick. I don't, I don't like that. It's funny, like, Mark Levin to me sounds like Master Shake. So I, I guess it's already kinda hard for me to take him seriously. Um, even though sometimes he's like if he know he well, he don't know what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about, but he just his presentation is off-putting to me. Same thing with uh Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck he tries to make stuff sound like it's the end of the freaking world. Every time he's talking about something. And I just like, bro, you gotta bring it down a few notches. I don't need to be spun up all the time. <laughs> But then of course I got friends that, that do need to be spun up all the time. So, you know, they wanna use argumentative argument fallacies and broad brush everybody. And, and it's like I get it. Like there's a there's a difference between colloquial casual speech and intentionally broad brushing everybody. Cause usually when when you hear me say like the Republicans, this; the Democrats, that. I'm talking about the politicians and and not the people. Usually, when I'm talking about the people, I'll say the conservatives and the leftists because that's usually more of a cultural, personal thing. But even like most of the people in the middle are Democrats. It's just like that's it. that that's like your factory setting. Like you, when you're born, you come out as a just a factory setting Democrat. Unless something went weird and your switches got messed up, like you'll just come out as like a real basic Democrat. And, like most people never deviate from that, they're just like basic their whole life, and that's that's who they are, and that's that's how a lot of people are. Um, and then like I live outside of Branson now, so it's weird because most people lean conservative, and I'm just not used to that at all. I'm not used to it. I'm not. Off put by it or anything it's just like i'm so used to to walking on eggshells and feeling like I can never say anything without being attacked That now when i'm on the phone with my father, I forget he's not living in branson He's not gonna have a calm collected conversation with me He's gonna yell and scream And get emotional and hang up the phone because he's not winning And it's just not It's not helpful like (laughs) because like, if you could get them, if you could get somebody like that to stop screaming, then you can walk them through a subject like you don't you know, it's like you don't have to like Donald Trump. This isn't about Donald Trump. This issue is going on. And this issue is linked to this other issue. How do you feel about these two issues? No, you need to understand the way we grew up. And it's like, God, that's not even connected to the court. Like, I'm trying to disengage from that. What you yelling about like just these two issues? How do you feel about them? And it's just, there's no conversation to be had. So it's like, can't do it. Can't do it. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because like, if you can just have a conversation about stuff, you might actually change your mind or, or your opinions about some things, given that there's evidence or or things about it that you don't know, because no person knows everything, even if it's just a matter of interpretation. So like, I'll listen to somebody and be like, okay, now I see why you think that because you see the event happening this way, you know, where I don't necessarily see it that way because I have other information, but almost always nine times out of 10, I never get to contribute the extra information that I'm pulling in because that person is already shut down and is yelling and screaming and being emotional simply because I've introduced the concept of, I don't agree with them. So it's weird being in Branson where people will talk about... Some people will jump over my head and beat me to the things that I'm about to talk about. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Not only are they, like, not screaming at me, they're more informed than I am. And I'm learning from stuff. So it's interesting. I wasn't meaning to talk about that. But I thought this would be a good introduction to the new people that come into the podcast. Like, I'm... I'm not here to have people just agree with me. I'm not here to have people argue with me. Like, I stepped away from politics on this podcast because I realized I'm a very partisan person. And I'm going to see things one way. And when I I talk about these things, I'm going to try to approach it critically and justly. And I criticize my own side. So, like, I'll talk about things as a conservative from a a conservative perspective while also criticizing the Republicans. And people don't like that. So that would make this a very short, narrow bridge, you know, that cuts me off from other people politically. So it's, like, not worth spending a lot of time with that when I have a greater goal of reaching people for the sake of the gospel, uh, just talking about things that are interesting and working on these creative projects that I'm trying to put out into the world. And I realized that politics can get in the way of that. So thanks for letting me kind of vent and express myself a little bit and sort of make sense of all of these things that have been going on in my life. And these are all very recent things, like I said, since the Super Bowl. I've had a lot of drama in my life that I've been trying to escape and I feel kind of traumatized, you know, I feel like a shock to my system to have to deal with it. Like that, that whole conversation with my dad, that really hurt me Um, and he'll never know because he'll probably never hear it. But like that really hurts that I uh, am not really allowed to be my authentic self. I have to remain shielded. Because I don't know when he's going to attack me like a psychopath. Like, that's that's psychotic behavior to want to hurt. Like, he, he was talking about, you think you so right and people just, they won't deal with you. And they, you know, he starts just really cutting deep about how he sees the, like, he's talked to family members that don't like me because they don't like my politics, basically. And because they, they can't change my mind, they're not happy about it. And so he uses that as a weapon every chance he gets. It's really sad. And, like, if you love somebody, you wouldn't want to do that to them. So, I mean, as you get older, especially as a man, as you grow in wisdom and knowledge, um, the higher in these areas you go, the more you start to realize that not everybody's willing to come with you. Even, like, looking at things from a conservative perspective and criticizing other conservatives or conservative ideas that will leave you with less with fewer friends because people not everybody's willing to go with you in pursuit of justice and the world that i live in is way above politics um it's it's way past that and i i understand it's politics is a part of my life i still have to stay informed i still like to stay informed but i don't like getting beat up by people who just want to be mad that ain't my problem like you got to deal with your own issues now. Nah, that's not my problem. <sighs> Anyways, um, I will have to clearly produce a second, different, completely different podcast about the updates for what's going on with um, my creative works and things like that. I haven't done a whole lot because I'm in this really dry period waiting for my tax return, waiting for work. After working, I have to wait for that paycheck. And that's really rough. Like, I've worked sparsely maybe three days in the last six weeks. And it's like, working a day isn't just going into the place, punching in, doing the job, and clocking out. That's not a day's work for me. It's three days work. It's like, getting my equipment ready. Learning the logistics of the job, driving to the location, doing the job, record keeping, driving home, training in between, you know, after doing meetings and stuff. There's a lot involved and they pay me fair. They pay me fairly well for it. So three days work has been enough to sustain us. But at the same time, like that was there was what, three, four weeks where I wasn't getting anything and Even even unemployment. Unemployment just didn't pay me for four weeks and they are not interested in back pay. And I don't know how they expect people to recoup from that. Like I have to, I am a month behind on just about all of my bills because I was supposed to get unemployment. But for whatever reason, they decided I only get less than $100 per week. And the weeks that things were tied up. I guess that's just my problem to deal with. They don't care. They took the information. They led me to believe that I would receive back pay. But that has yet to happen. And that's really unfortunate. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going on. I'm glad for the one job that is working me. And my next job is going to bring me in next week. And um, things will get busy again. So just pray for me and my family as we are kind of spinning our wheels. I think we're going into week 6 or week 7 of down season. And just, it's been crazy. But in the meantime, there was last week when I did get to have one page of the comic produced. It took about two weeks to get that page produced. Scripted out, written out, a little bit of communication. And the process was very smooth. The, The artist was very easy to work with. And she exceeded my expectations. And I have the finished version of the page. I showed you guys the sketch version. I haven't shown you the finished version of the page yet. And the reason is... I said I was going to do a separate podcast. Maybe I'll do it even still after this. The reason is... I want to get a promo... Like like a, a character trailer done. And then... Release those three pages out to the public. And then we'll probably started up with, like, a Webtoons or something, I gotta get some, some promo art done, it's just been a long time coming, because the character turnarounds that I had did, or that I had made, that took some while, um, we both had some life, we were going through the holiday season and stuff, and then, um, character turnarounds aren't comic pages, so I had to use those to take to another artist and say, here's what I want done, and then things change in the process, and shift and morph, and, you know, we are here, so, I think you're going to be more than pleasantly surprised and I hope that you guys will stick with me. These new people that are listening to the show, if you've made it this far, thanks for making it this far. Thanks for riding. It's going to be a better ride or it's going to be a wild ride. we got a lot more to talk about. Um, And this is going to be entering into the second year on the Substack in May. So we're about seven months in. Invite friends, invite people you think that will be interested in the types of things that we talk about also following my works you get this podcast you get access to all the music that i've released as a musician that's free for you to download so if you're a new listener you can go to the music tab and download music right now um so that's that's part of our agreement and um I have some audio dramas for you guys to listen to. The, the the comic that I'm working on is based on the last day audio drama that's in the audio works section. I think there's a David and Goliath audio drama I did for Easter one year with some kids. And uh, yeah, I like to create stuff and I'm very proud of my work. And so people who support me on this podcast have free access to all of those things. I have what, over 40, 50 songs You'll be able to download, and um, we're still going. So that's it, man. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay holy.